And today we're going to look at uh, who is Jesus' Who is Jesus' family? That's the question. <coughs> Matthew 12, and we're going to read verses 46 to 50. <clears throat> while he yet, the Bible says in verse 46, while he yet talked to the people... Behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then said one unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Hold your place there. We'll read in Hebrews chapter 2. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2, we'll read verses 10 to 14, and it's describing how Jesus Christ took on not the nature of angels, but took on flesh and blood and came to relate with us. Hebrews 2, verses 10 to 14, it says there, For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, Behold, I am the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Let's go back to, back to Matthew 12. This is where we're going to spend our time. We'll look at what it's teaching us today. And we'll compare it with a couple other scriptures. <clears throat> what kind of family did Jesus come from? You don't have to answer me back. Just think about this. Did he have brothers and sisters? How many brothers and sisters did he have? You know, it looks like from you, when you look at the Bible, and not reading into it, just looking at the evidence there, it appears that Jesus had a large family. He was the oldest, of course. His father was not Joseph. His father is God. He was miraculously conceived in the womb of Mary and birthed, of course. His mother had a husband, Joseph, and Joseph would be like his foster father. And There was other children born to Mary afterwards. It looks like it was at least he was from at least a family of seven. Look at something here. Hold your place. Go to chapter 13, verse 55. 
chapter 13, verse 55, follow this. Uh, we're reading the, the words of people who are watching Jesus, and they said, hey, we know this kid. We know this guy. They're kind of ridiculing him. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the names that they utter about his family members, and it gives us an idea of a little bit of insight about his family. Notice what it says in Matthew, no, Matthew 13, uh, verse 55. Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph, Simon and Judas? There's four brothers right there. Hey, we know this guy. We know his brothers, those four guys, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. Oh, wait, not just brothers. Look at verse 56. And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man these things? Now, I'm not going to get it. The issue is they're, all, they're kind of like, well, who is this guy? We know this guy. He's nothing special. He's not, he can't be the Messiah because we kind of know him already. And they, they're so familiar with his family, they didn't think, no, that's, that can't be Messiah. But that's not what I'm going to focus on. It says it names four brothers, and it says all his sisters. Now, if he had two sisters, they probably would have said both his sisters. If he had three or more, they would say all. I think he had four brothers and three sisters. So seven, wow, Jesus from a big family. That's interesting. Go back to Matthew chapter 12. So Jesus, I mean, I'm not trying to stretch anything. It looks like he's from a large family. Um, it says that his family came to see him. Uh, I'm not going to read, I'm not going to run over to John, but I want to tell you something, what else it says about Jesus' family. In the book of John, chapter 2, it appears that his family, at least some of his brothers, saw some of his miracles that he did. When he went and turned the water to wine and then proceeded on to go to some other places like Capernaum, it says his mother was with him and his brethren. His brothers saw what he did. They're probably like, we knew he was a good kid, but man. I doubt that Jesus did any miracles before his public ministry. I mean, he could have. But it appears he just lived a normal life before age 30. Obviously, sinless. That's not normal. But besides that. So Jesus' brothers saw him grow up. They, they, then at their, his early ministry in John 2, as I mentioned, they, they saw some of his miracles and we don't see much of them following him after that. By the time we get to John chapter 7, he's going to one of the feasts, and the brothers are sarcastic. They said, why don't you go up, go to the feast, show everybody out, show off yourself. Nobody hides this stuff. You do these miracles, nobody hides it. Go show it off. And then the Bible says, neither did his brethren believe in him. His brothers didn't even believe him. His mom did. The brothers didn't. Not yet. You know, later on, his brothers believe and become leaders in the church. You can see that in the book of Acts and some other places. Anyways, I'm just saying, I'm trying to give you a picture. What was Jesus' family like? He had a large family. He had brothers and sisters who observed his ministry early on, but they didn't believe. Sometimes people who have front row seat into the things of God still go unsaved, unconverted. Sometimes people who are close to Bible truth, right here, gospel preaching, hear gospel, they still choose to go, eh, and turn from it. Never personalize it. Never make, make their calling and election, their calling and their election, sure. Anyways, they, they didn't believe. They believed later. 
So now back to this passage here. So he, he's talking, look at verse 46. He talks to the people. What is he talking about? This is, means it's a crowd. There's a crowd of people. He's talking to them. There's a big crowd. And um, mom and some brothers, Mary, some of the brothers show up. Now, they're outside. They're on the outside of the crowd. They, they, they want to talk to them. Uh, the Bible says they, 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 his mother and brethren, verse 46, stood without, outside, desiring to say, hey, we want to talk to our son. I mean, we know that kid. We know him. We want to talk to him. And Jesus is going on talking, 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 whatever he's saying. And, and somebody finally tells Jesus, hey, uh, Jesus, your, your mother and your brothers are, are standing out there. They want to speak with you. And then he answers back that. Of course, he answers it out loud. My mother and my brother want to speak. And then he says, he asks this question that should have been kind of an easy question to answer. Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? Now, what, think about what would have went through some people's mind when he said that. Maybe the guy that told him, hey, Jesus, your mom and brothers are, want to talk to you. They're, can we make some room for them? And Jesus says, who is my mother and who is my brother? Maybe that guy would have thought, are you out of your mind? You don't recognize her? You don't recognize your brothers? Perhaps he would have thought that. Uh, perhaps when Jesus said, who is my mother and who is my brethren? Perhaps somebody in the, some people in the crowd would have thought, well, that's easy. Look at your genealogy. I mean, you know, go back to Bethlehem where you had the register and you had to, you know, when you're Burr born and check out the records there and... Uh, and you'll find out, you know your mother, you can find out. Perhaps when he said, who is my mother and my brother, some people thought, well, just find out who's related to you, in case you forgot. When Jesus said, who is my mother and who is my brother, perhaps somebody, perhaps some people in the crowd who had been following Jesus for a while, been a faithful audience to him, listened to him well, perhaps they thought, oh, maybe he thinks we're his, we're his family. Because we're such, we just, we, we've been such a faithful crowd, perhaps since he's kind of putting back his mom and his brothers, and he asks, who's my brethren? Who's my mom and my, who are my brethren? Perhaps he means us. I mean, we've been so loyal to him. But Jesus says, who is my mother and who is my brethren? When he asks that, perhaps others in the crowd thought, wait a minute, why would he ask that? He, we see he's the proof he's got. He knows what he's talking about. His mom and his brothers are there, and he's asking who they are. Perhaps somebody started thinking, which is really where this is leading, perhaps somebody thought, wait a minute. Does he value family of a higher sort? I mean, Jesus, Jesus is no fool. He knows the hearts of men. And he knows where his mom and brother are with his eyes closed. And he's saying, who is my... Is this means, does this mean... He values family of a higher sort, of a different sort. Yes, that's exactly what it means. When Jesus says this, I mean, like most of us, like if my, if my mom came up, where's my mom? She's in the nursery. If my mom, somebody says, Pastor, your mom needs you, I'm going to go see my mom. Okay. It's not teaching us what to do in a crowd when people, it, it, that's not the point. Jesus, same thing here. It's not that he dis disrespects his physical family. 
It's not that he dis... Ah, I don't care about my physical family. In fact, Jesus did some things to honor his parents when he was younger, and he honored his mom even on the cross. So it's not that he's disrespecting his physical family. It's that he's distinguishing a higher family. He's distinguishing a a more weighty spiritual family. And that is, that was probably, now some of us, we already get this concept, right? Yeah, I get it. You know, that was probably radical in that day. To people, especially who already had Jewish blood in them, they thought, well, I'm related to everybody that's good or bad that's Jewish. You know, and Jesus, he's the Messiah. He said, ah, I'm related. He's my brother. But Jesus, is my family? No, no. Um, he made it a particular, he didn't point at everybody. You're all my family. He didn't do that. So Jesus, when he says, um, who is my mother and brother, and he indicates it a little bit later, it's something radical. He changes what is normal in the minds of people. Which, by the way, when we're reading the Bible, when we're reading anything in the Bible, we need to let our, our mentality of normality be loose. Okay? Because it might, God might dismiss it. Because the Bible is the authority of our faith and practice and our mentality. And sometimes our normal, our mentality about what's normal might not be normal with God. Jesus just says there's a different type of family here that I'm concerned about. Um, In that day, in that crowd, in that group, people just got categorized right away when Jesus said this. So here's what I want to do. I want to make a distinction here on who is Jesus' real family. I have four points here. What it means to be Jesus in Jesus' true family, in His spiritual family. Four points here. Number one, what, number one is what being in His family is not. So here's some negatives. Number one, what being in His family is not. In other words, His family is not, letter A, it's not being physically related to Him. So those people showed up mom and brothers and they're like we're we're kin and he didn't yeah they're kin but he didn't make spiritually he didn't say um, because they're kin they're spiritual family he didn't make it about being physically related one to another anybody at all have that does anybody here and i'm not i'm not trying to embarrass anybody does anybody have any jewish blood in them in here there might be you have a little bit okay all right two anybody else all right. Imagine somebody in here, they, got, they find out they have Jewish blood. And then they go, you know what? Hmm. I wonder if there's a way I could trace my lineage. And maybe some Jew will finally figure out some of these uh, tribes and sort them out again. And, and I'll find my line. And I'll find that I'm in Judah. And, I'm, and I find it, trace it back to the house of Mary and Joseph. And I'm actually related to Jesus, to Mary and Joseph. Imagine if somebody found that out. Yes, one of his brothers or whatever, I don't know what you'd call it. It wouldn't mean anything spiritually. It wouldn't mean a thing. By the way, if you have Jewish blood, I'm not putting that down. That's, that's, that's pretty neat. It's better to have, of course, um, faith in the blood of Christ and be a child of God through that. All right, so, all right, Jesus is teaching. Okay, people, there's my mom and brother's. You know what? Being physically related to me does not amount to being a spiritual, spiritually related to me. Number, letter B, it's not about being related to one who knows him. 
when Jesus had the crowd, they're listening to him, and he says, who is my mother and who is my brother? Who's really family? It wasn't, somebody in the crowd could have been really close with Peter. And said, you know, I'm a brother to Peter, right? I'm Peter's cousin. He probably thinks I'm, I'm family. I'm one of the brothers too. You know, because Jesus ended up pointing at the disciples and said, these are my brothers and sisters and my mother. And perhaps somebody in the crowd thought, you know, since I know these guys who really know Jesus, because I know somebody who knows Him, I must be in on it too. I'm related to somebody who knows Him really well, so I'm I'm tight with Him too. That's not the case. Jesus didn't say... These are my brethren, and then anybody who knows them, you're tight with Peter and Andrew, and then you can get, no, there's no group plan there. Um, Being in Jesus' family is not being related to somebody who knows them. Let me put it where we're at. Some of us have, perhaps now, perhaps you used to think this way. You have a relative. You have a mother who is so close to God. Your dear mother knew the Lord, and Maybe there's somebody in here right now, too. You think, you know, my grandmother. If anybody was a Christian, it was my grandmother. And you kind of go through the motions, and because she honored going to a church or Baptist, you kind of do that, too. And, but you're not even born again. You know, you have no favor with God just because your grandmother was a dear, saintly person, or your dad, or your mother, or your brother's a pastor, or whatever. You have no favor with God just because of that proximity. Not at all. Not at all. Did you know... How many of us have grandkids? Raise your hand. A few of us. Yeah, grandkids are fun. All right. And uh, we have some of us, a bunch of us have kids. Some of us have grandkids. Do you know that God only has kids? He has no grandkids. You're like, what does that mean? Here's what it means. God, through... um, when people, when people believe on His Son, Jesus Christ, they're counted as born again and His children. They become His children. Um, when I accepted Jesus as my Savior, when you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you became a child of God. You were born again. Now you're in God's family. You're considered, we're considered sons and daughters of God. Now, so those of us that are Christians that are sons and daughters of God, if we have children, they're just our children physically. They're not looked at as God doesn't look at, oh, yeah, you're one of my kids, and you know what? Your kid, that's a cute little grandkid. He doesn't know. He doesn't look at your kids as his grandkids. My kids, they're PKs, pastor's kids. God doesn't look at them any differently, except maybe they're a little more accountable because they have some, maybe a little more exposure. And I don't try to raise them as pastor's kids. I want to raise them as Christians. That's what I want to turn out. But anyways, uh, God doesn't see those of us that are Christians and that see your kids like, you know what, they're kind of in on the group plan there. They're, they're my grandkids. And I, I give them favor because I got you favor. No, no, no. So being um, in Jesus' family is, is not about being related to one who knows Him. Um, nor is it what it's not, what being in family is not. It's not being physically related to Him, related to one who knows Him. Nor is it about being one who hears Him. Now look at this. Look what it says, verse 46. While he yet talked to the people. Wow, Jesus talking to all these people. When he was talking to the crowd, 
There's three groups really in this, at least three that we know of in this group. There's the crowd of people, there's the physical family that showed up, and then there's the disciples. And when he's talking to the people, and one of them told him, hey, your family's here, and he said, who is my family? When he went to indicate and point who his family is, he didn't point to the crowd. He pointed at a particular type, the disciples, and we're going to look at that in a moment. Do you know being in a crowd, being in the crowd, hearing Jesus in person, seeing Him, hearing Him, the sound waves of the Son of God's voice coming through and to hit your eardrums and processing that, and being in that environment didn't make you any closer to Him Spiritually, except that maybe you're, you know, the Word of God itself was drawing you, but it doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't make you saved. It doesn't make you in the God's family. Just being in the crowd, being familiar with Him. In other words, for us, um, being familiar, being, a, being a, a, a person who frequents church, who has the um, uh, habit of coming to church and who hears the gospel, knows the gospel, may even appreciate some sentiments from a pulpit. That doesn't make you a Christian. That doesn't put you in the family of God, being in the crowd. So what being a family is and is not, it, it, these are the things it is not. Number two, being in his family is secured by faith. It's secured by faith. Look what it says there. He says, who is my mother and who is my brethren? Verse 49, he stretched forth his hands toward his disciples. I'm just pointing to the right, just to imagine the placement here on this day. He points to his disciples. Now, I'm going to assume it's the 12, okay? Obviously, Judas is a fake. Jesus knows that. But it's fair to assume this is the 12. He points toward his disciples, and he says, this, these are the guys. But he says, behold, my mother and my brethren. What he's saying, this is family. That would have been funny, by the way, being in the 12 that day. You got all the 12 guys. And Jesus looks out and he says, who's my family? And we're thinking, oh, Jesus is not identifying his family. What's he doing? Oh, he's pointing at, oh, we're family? Isn't that great? Hey, Peter, you're the mother. <laughs> Who gets to be the mother? He said mother and brethren. I mean, wouldn't that be funny? I would have joked with Peter. I mean, come on. He, you know what he's saying. My mother and brother. He said, that's my family. That's what he's saying. Okay. Um, well, how did they become really followers or disciples? They became that by faith. Look at, just hold, you know, I'm going to look at a few scriptures. First John 3, 23. Because Jesus says, whoever does the will of my father, that's my mother and my brother and my sister. Whoever does the will of my father. What is the will of the father? First John 3, 23. First John 3, 23, it says, And this is His commandment. That means this is what He wants. This is what He requires. This is His will. First John 3, 23, this is His commandment, that we should believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. So here's what I'm saying. Jesus said, These are my family because whoever does the will of my Father is my mother, my brother, and my sister. Well, they did the will of the Father. They believed on Him. They believed, and so they're in the family. The Bible says you're all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ in Galatians. The Bible says in John 1, 12, but as many as received Him, they accepted Him. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. 
And the Son of God, now people believe on the Son of God, they get to become the sons of God. That means we're their brethren now. They're brethren. Of course, Jesus is higher in the sense of His very nature and everything, but He says they're family. Being in God's family is secured by faith. Number three, being in God's family is seen in following Him. It's secured by faith. It's seen in following Him. Look in James chapter 2. James chapter 2. It's talking about proving that who you really are. Not just saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. Um, it says there, James chapter 2, James is the show me type uh, apostle here saying, prove your faith, show it. Let's see, what does that look like? And um, he says that's what people need to see in our life. He says, James chapter 2, verses 20 to 22, he says, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Uh, you know, it just looks like your life and your Christianity is dead if there's no works. Was not, for example, verse 21, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Question mark. All right, how do we know, how do we know Abraham really believed God? Well, it says he believed God and God said, that's enough, it's counted to you for righteousness. But how do we know he believed God? Well, because God tested his faith. God says, all right, Abraham, offer up your son, thine only son Isaac as an offering. And Abraham start, be, started doing it, and he did it. And, of course, God intervened and gave him a replacement, a picture of Christ. But when Abraham did all those things, those works, and he followed God, it proved that guy really is saved. That guy's a child of God. He's following the voice of the Father. That's the child, a child of God. So here's what I'm saying. We call ourselves children of God. You're not a child of God if you just simply kind of know about Him or you're in the crowd or, or you're, you're related to somebody who knows God. That doesn't make you a child of God. Uh, you're a child of God. It's secured by faith. Once you put your faith in Jesus Christ and your whole heart, you trust Him, it's it. You've been given eternal life. You'll never perish. Neither shall any man pluck you out of His hand, John 10 says. And then it's seen in following Him. How do we, again, that's the point of James is, how do I know what you are? Show it. And, and how can the world know that we're God's children? By, by the fact that we, we follow the Father. I follow Him. Um, and we love one another. That was another proof. And then number four, last of all, so we saw what it's not about. We saw number two, it's secured by faith. We see that it's seen in following Him. And then number four, it's seen, it's, pardon me, it's still true, even through failure. Let's look back at chapter 12, Matthew 12. Again, being in Jesus' family, it's still true, provided you put your faith in Him. It's still true even if you fail Him. You're still in the family. Look what He says in verse 48 again. He answered and said unto them, who is, and told them, Who is my mother and my brother? Verse 49. He stretched forth His hand toward His disciples and said, Behold my mother and my brethren, verse 50, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. You know what Jesus proves? He doesn't change calling these guys brethren later on. In fact, um, they fail him. Here's what I'm trying to say. The disciples fail him later on. They, um, they were of little faith. 
See, you think sometimes being with these disciples that are around Jesus, they'd have the, their faith would be so much more. But they, there was times when Jesus said, you're of little faith. And then they denied, they fled from him, of course, when the crucifixion happened. And, and Peter denied him. And, and they just show these moments of cowardliness. But Jesus doesn't say, when he shows up in the upper room after his resurrection and shows up and said, you bunch of losers, you guys, man. Oh, he shows up and said, peace be unto you. And Jesus, here's why I read Hebrews chapter 2. Jesus, it says he's not ashamed to call them his brethren. Now, how many of you have ever been ashamed of a brother or sister? Raise your hand a minute. I've been ashamed of Man, Yannick was quick there. I saw that, Yannick. <laughs> All right. You know, I, when I was, for a while there, this is when I was, I don't know, six, fifth, sixth grade. We had another church years ago. My mom had us in this other church, and uh, it's a Baptist church. It's a good church, but um, I sang in the kids' choir, and one of my brothers, one of my younger brothers, I have two younger brothers, sang with us, and I kind of had a hard time with that because, uh, in fact, Sonia's chuckling. Her family was at that church at the time, too. Um, <clears throat> but I remember we had the kids' choir. I don't remember who led the kids' choir, but we sang. And, and uh, my little brother, one of my little brothers, um, <laughs> the poor dude, he just was like, he's bored. I mean, he doesn't just want to sing. It's like, move around, let's turn around, let's look at stuff, let's tie our shoes, let's, I mean, he's kind of like one of my kids, he's a Henry, so my kids, you see Grant do that, you know, um, start counting stuff in the middle of the choir song, you know, and so I would stand behind him while we sang the song, and then I'd see him moving around, eh, Cliff, I mean, um, uh, stop, you know, <laughs> so I was my brother, I'd, I'd have to hold him still, just shh, calm down, you know, and then after a while, you know, I was kind of embarrassed, I, you know, I'm like, come on, Cliff, you know, just stand still. And, and, um, and then after a while, I realized after singing a few times in church, <laughs> people kind of liked watching him. So I was like, I didn't make too much of a deal of it. You know, like, well, there's their entertainment there. I don't think they're hearing the song, but they like watching Cliff wiggle his nose and move around and tie his shoes and whatever. But, um, you know, sometimes you can get embarrassed or ashamed of a, of a relative or of a brother or sister. You know, sometimes some of my boys, of course, we've got a lot of boys, and They'd be like, Dad, look at him. Make sure he, he doesn't even match. I'm thinking, he matches. If you're a homeschooler, everything matches. Never mind. I, I have a little joke about that. Anyways, uh, um, I, I said, I said, no, he's fine. And I'd be honest. I was like, look, that looks fine. That T-shirt, those pants, those shoes look fine. Dad, come on. I don't, I don't like those shoes. I'm thinking, why do you care? Well, because he's embarrassing me. I'm thinking, so for what? I mean, it's because maybe one of the little brothers is going out, one of the older brothers, and they're going to be in a public place, and <clears throat> one of the older brother's friends is going to be there, and he thinks he's oversensitive about how his little brother looks as if it's going to be his fault. I'm thinking, dude, just don't. It's your bro. It's your little brother, man. You know? And uh, now, what a, what a beautiful thing. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is there, this big crowd, and... And perhaps there's people in the crowd more honorable on the surface than these disciples. And yet he says, that's my family right there. you got hothead Peter, and you have, you have the zealot there. You have the other guy, the Matthew, the Matthew, the tax collector. He's kind of a left-wing liberal. Now he's saved. And, and then you have a few other guys that are blue-collar guys. And, and he says, that's my family. And he's not ashamed of them. He's not ashamed to call them his brethren. 
Now, I think that's still true today. He's not ashamed to call us his family, his brothers and sisters. Aren't you glad for that? But I've probably been kind of shameful to him. What kind of brother, what kind of sister are we to him? He's not ashamed of us. Have we been ashamed of him? Oh, no way. We shouldn't be ashamed of him. God smite our proud heart for being ashamed of him. He's not ashamed of us. And I'm not ashamed of him, then I'll identify with him. I'll, I'll live by his word. I'll take his advice. I'll confess his name. I'll, if I haven't been baptized, I'll get baptized to confess that before me. I'm not ashamed of him. He's not ashamed of me. I'm so glad that when I stand and um, uh, that last day, He's going to confess my name before the Father and all the angels and not be ashamed of me. So Jesus is still, we're still in his family, even through failure. And I just have a few questions I'm going to ask and we'll, we'll be done. He puts priority here. Listen to this. I'm going to, there's three statements linked to the question here and we'll be done. Jesus shows us that he puts more priority on his spiritual family. You see that? He had the physical, didn't deny it, he didn't hate it, he just put a higher priority on his spiritual family. Do you have a physical family and a spiritual family? Yeah. We should care about both, but Jesus puts more priority on his spiritual family. Do you? My next question is, how do you treat his family? Uh, again, if you, you meet somebody else, now think about this. So, what you're saying is, if I become a Christian pastor, I'm one of God's sons, your lady, I'm one of God's daughters. Yes, that's right. And Jesus is kind of like brother. Yeah. Well, he looks at you as the brethren and sister. Wow. Oh, so that means that. If I meet any other Christians anywhere else, and I mean, they have a credible statement of faith, they seem to be genuine, then I need to treat them like his family. That's right. I mean, they might not be in the same type of church as you, and that's another issue. But if they're genuinely saved and followers of Jesus Christ, that's his family. How do I treat his family? How do I treat his brothers and sisters? And then the last question is, what kind, if I've already asked this, but what kind of brother or sister are you to him? What kind of brother or sister are you to him? Let's bow for prayer.